Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 33 called, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. All I can tell you about statistical probability that the earth could exist from nothing, it, it can't happen, folks. And it didn't happen. There's a God. And he is filled with unfailing love, righteousness, and justice are the foundations of his throne. And in light of who he is, verse 8 says, let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world, what should we do? Stand in awe of him. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. I think we got to get back some fear of the Lord. Amen? Some healthy, reverential fear of the Lord. Some, there's been many times in my life that it's been the fear of the Lord that's motivated me from doing, keeping me from doing something stupid. Can I get a witness? Anybody? Now, I know God is good and God is loving, and I know I'm a forgiven man, but I also don't want to deal with the consequences of stupidity, nor do I want to get spanked. (laughs) Amen? So there's a healthy fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Proverbs 8, 13. Pride and arrogance in the evil way. The perverted mouth. The fear of the Lord, Proverbs 9, 10, is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Proverbs 10, 27 says, the fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. There's many verses we could share, but we get the point. Here's what it says about the creator. He spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Sometimes people say, man, the Bible, Genesis 1, 3, let there be light. And light said, okay. That's how powerful our God is. It said, he said, let there be light. And light said, here I am. <laughs> I don't completely understand that. I don't need to understand it. I just know that that's his power. By the word of the Lord, he made the heavens and the earth. It's amazing. He spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Remember when Israel was going to cross the Jordan River and the priest had the ark and God said, okay, tell the priest that I'm not going to part the waters until they, they step into the river and the river was at flood stage. And you can read this in uh, Joshua chapter three. And uh, if I was a priest carrying the ark that day, I would have looked at my buddy and said, didn't I do the dishes last night? Why do I have to be in front? But this is the way it is, right? He <laughs> got the front and God says, I'm not parting the river until you step in. And Ray Vanderlaan said with the topography of the land, the way it was, that the first step into the river was a step over your head. Either you believe the Lord or you don't. You believe he's going to part it or you don't. You're holding the ark, which represents his presence. Do you think he's going to do what he said? And so they stepped in and what happened? The river stopped. But here's what Joshua says. He says the river stopped way back, a ways back at a place called Adam or Adam. And it stopped like a heap. God stopped it. He stopped the water so that they rose up in maybe some sort of fountain or whatever it looked like until probably more than a million people crossed the river. That probably took a while, don't you think? 
It's not a big river, but still it's a million people. And if I was holding the heart ark, I would say, come on, you can talk later. <laughs> Get across the river. Talk about the football game later. I don't care what kind of maple bar you prefer. <laughs> that was for me. Anyway, the Lord, 10, nullifies the counsel of the nations. Sometimes people say, yeah, okay, maybe God made the world. He wound it up, but he's not involved. No, he's involved. He nullifies the counsel of the nations. Notice, plural. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. We get frustrated. We look around. We wonder what's going on. But God is sovereign. We do our part, but we got to trust God. The counsel of the Lord, what he's decreed, how long does it stand? It stands 11 forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation. And so it is important for you and me to seek the counsel of the Lord since it stands forever. Another way to say this is to align your life with the will of the Lord. Because if you align your life with the will of the Lord, then you'll be right where you need to be and you won't be fighting God and you won't get yourself in trouble. Amen? You walk in the will of God. You seek the counsel of God. Abraham Lincoln said many times he was driven to his knees in prayer with the overwhelming thought of what he had to manage. And of course, he tried to walk the country through a civil war. Very hard. Americans killing Americans. And a battle over slavery and that all men are created equal and that men should be free. But yet it was a bloody war. And there was name calling. In fact, uh, one of the political rivals that Lincoln had, the guy was calling Lincoln the first gorilla that you could go see at the zoo. This is what he, he did to him in public. And not one time did Abraham Lincoln ever retaliate. Not once. And that man's name escapes me. But that man, when Lincoln became president, was put on Lincoln's cabinet. And when Lincoln was shot and killed, that man said at Lincoln's funeral, there in that casket lies the greatest leader of men that we have ever seen. Because he didn't repay evil for evil, insult for insult. And I know somebody we can pray for about that. <laughs> but it's difficult, isn't it? Because when someone gets under our skin, we want to say, well, let me tell you something, right? And sometimes even when we don't say it, we think it, which is pretty much the same in God's eyes, right? Or have you ever done this? You walk away from a conversation and you, and you think, right there, if I would have just said this, zoom, I would have just, oh, I would have been perfect. Why didn't I? And then you're like, wait a minute, I'm a Christian. Wait a minute, I'm a pastor. That's not what I'm supposed to do. Are you guys good or is it warm? Everybody good? It must just be me. Okay, we'll move quickly through the next several verses. Thus the Lord spoke to me. Oh, no, I'm not in the right place. Okay, we got from generation to generation. Let's move down to verse 12. And then our title, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. 
the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. Now, the immediate context, of course, is Israel. But I do believe that this could apply to any nation. Jeremiah 18 says these words. This is 7 through 10. Listen to it. At one moment, I might speak concerning a nation or concerning a kingdom to uproot, to pull down, or to destroy it. If that nation, Jeremiah 18, 8, against which I have spoken, turns from its evil, I will relent concerning the calamity I plan to bring on it. Or at another moment, I might speak concerning a nation or concerning a kingdom to build it up or plant it. If it does evil in my sight by not obeying my voice, then I will think better of the good with which I had promised to bless it. Jeremiah 18, 7 through 10. I believe any individual, any nation, organization, etc., that decides, you know what, I want to honor the Lord. I believe that you'll have God's blessing. God will honor those who honor him. For the Lord, 13, looks from heaven. He is involved. He sees all the sons of men. From his dwelling place, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all, he who understands all their works. Every soul belongs to the Lord. He forms the spirit of man within him, Zechariah 12.1. He is the father of spirits, Hebrews 12.9. He looks. He weighs. He measures. He knows much more than we know right now. He knows what's going on behind those closed doors. He knows the stuff that has been hidden in the corners where people think, I've covered it up. I've, I've, I've done what I need to do. He knows. Proverbs 24, 12 says, if you say, see, we did not know this, does he, God, not consider it who weighs the hearts? Does he not know it who keeps your soul? Will he not render to man according to his work? The verse before that in Proverbs 24, 11 says, deliver those who are being taken away to death and those who are staggering to slaughter, hold them back. And I can't help but think of abortion. How in the world can a sophisticated nation like America have allowed 60 million of our innocent children to be killed in the womb? How? Now, I'm not condemning anybody here because we've been touched by this and some of us have made terrible mistakes in our lives that we regret. But how can we as a nation even be having this debate how, how, can we, how can we cloak it in the words of choice when that's, that's not what it is? Because if the baby was two, there's no choice. If the baby is eight months in the womb, just because of location, doesn't make them less human. Just like if that baby was outside the womb for eight months, it wouldn't be less human. Or we, could, we wouldn't say to somebody, well, if you're having a tough time, go ahead and kill your baby because, you know, financially you're strapped or whatever. There's, once we know that the baby is a human, once we know life begins at conception, all other arguments fall. There is no other argument. Now, there are options that we discuss. There are things that we need to walk people through. There are some very difficult situations, but those are the exception and not the rule. And don't let anybody convince you that they're the rule. They're the exception. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
Hey, I'm Rob Newton, the producer of Walk in Truth. Since we began on this journey of reaching out with God's truth to all people, we have grown to be on four radio stations in Southern California, Arizona, Idaho, and Utah, reaching people from all walks of life and faiths. Our program has also reached listeners in 49 countries. If you are a financial partner, thank you for recognizing the importance of Walk in Truth's presence on radio and podcast, and for praying for people's lives to be changed through hearing and responding to the messages aired each week. Through our partnership together, Walk in Truth has been able to carry God's message of hope to thousands of listeners who may be feeling stress, confusion, and hopelessness. Walk in Truth's total budget for radio airtime, promotion, equipment, supplies, and staffing is over $150,000 a year. Our goal has always been to become 100% listener-supported and to expand into more radio stations as God provides. Our current level of listener financial support is about 25%. Can you give a one-time tax-deductible donation today? Please visit walkintruth.com to donate online or get the mailing address. That's walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. We wouldn't say to somebody, well, if you're having a tough time, go ahead and kill your baby because, you know, financially you're strapped or whatever. There's, once we know that the baby is a human, once we know life begins at conception, all other arguments fall. There is no other argument. Now, there are options that we discuss. There are things that we need to walk people through. There are some very difficult situations, but those are the exception and not the rule. And don't let anybody convince you that they're the rule. They're the exception. When there's a terrible case where somebody was impregnated is the exception. It is not the rule. And in those cases, there needs to be grace and uh, delicate treatment, but the child is a child. How can we make our excuses once we know that child is a child? And by the way, if, if you were kicking in your mama's womb and your mama would have decided to have an abortion, you would be dead. Not a potential you, you. You'd be dead. And you would have never lived on this earth. That was you in your mama's womb. Not a potential you, not you at nine months or at the moment that you saw the light of day. No, that was you. And if your mama chose abortion, you'd be dead. You understand? That's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about potentials. We're not talking about a sophisticated argument that someone has to really walk it out. This is a no-duh. Now, sometimes we didn't know better. Sometimes we heard it's a glob of tissue. I understand that. The king is not saved by a mighty army. 16, a warrior is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a false hope for victory. The horse, uh, the uh, chariot in the ancient days, these were seen as, you know, the ancient weapons, tanks, and so forth. Nor does it deliver anyone by its great strength. Go back to Psalm 20, and we'll, we're going to wrap it up quickly, but check this out. And this I'll put in the category of military might. Let me just say this. We can arm ourselves to the teeth. We can think that we have the strongest military or we are the strongest individually. But if you don't have the blessing of the Lord, the Lord could remove his protective bubble anytime he deems fit. 
If we take pride in our self-sufficiency without God, we get ourselves in trouble. Here it is in Psalm 20. It says, verse 7, some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stood upright. Save, O Lord, may the king answer us in the day we call. See, it is about the Lord. The Lord knows how to save, verse 6, his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Psalm 20, verse 6. All right, we'll go back to Psalm 33 and finish it. So the favor of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord, verse 18, we pick up the idea, behold, the eye of the Lord, Psalm 33, 18, is on those who fear him, on those who hope for his loving kindness, his unfailing love, to deliver their soul from death, to keep them alive in famine. I have watched our nation uh, when the whole COVID crisis began, people were going crazy, right? Remember? Some mystery about toilet paper going on, right? And other things. People were scared spitless. Church attendance, especially online, boom! We're gonna, we're gonna go to church, we're gonna watch the church, we're gonna, I'm gonna get my life right. <laughs> and that happens, and that's good, and God is gracious, and sometimes that's how he gets our attention. But how about from then to now? What do you think? Think our online numbers are the same? Think our church attendance is what it was in the first couple of weeks when the doors reopened? Hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Hmm. Our soul waits for the Lord, 20. He is our help and our shield. Sometimes we have to be put in a position to cry out to him. For our heart rejoices in him because we trust in his holy name. That's where our trust must be. And then something like a benediction, a closing prayer. Maybe you should just close your eyes and just kind of receive this to your heart. Let your loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us according as we have hoped in you. The NIV of verse 22 says, may your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord, even as we put our hope in you. And the New King James says, let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us just as we hope in you. Father, our hope is in you and we can, and forgive me if, if I did this in this message, it wasn't my intention to, I don't want to be calling out everybody else without looking at my own heart. And um, Lord, I know that as we think about who we are in Christ, it's only by your grace that we are saved. It's only by your grace that we are where we are. And if you, O oh Lord, kept a record of my sin, I could never stand before you. Never. And this is the hope that we have no matter where we've been, no matter what we've done, no matter how far we have strayed, whether it's nationally or personally, whether it's in a marriage, whether it's decisions that we have made, we can come back because you have said unfailing love. You don't stop loving. 
And forgive us for the times that we give up so easily, Lord. And sometimes we throw our hands up and we, we don't want to deal with it anymore. But you are not that way. Help us to be a people that is faithful. Help us to be a people that rests in your unfailing love. And help us to give it away because our world is really at a place where people need to hear about who you are that you are filled with unfailing love. You are also a God of justice and righteousness. You are holy. But even that is thrilling because <laughs> I think it's what we all, in the heart of our hearts, we long for. We long for justice. We long for righteousness. We long to see pure, unfailing love. And it was on display in the person of Jesus. And thank you, Jesus, that when you lived and moved among us, you were God's justice on display, God's righteousness, and God's unfailing love. And that love came down. And it's amazing to think that we're not too far away from celebrating a Bethlehem night on our calendar where love came down Justice and righteousness and love intersected at the cross of Christ. You so loved the world that you made that you poured your wrath on your son because you're just. You so loved the world that you made that you poured out your love at that cross. You put it on display. And we thank you. Father, I think each one that, that's here tonight and those who are watching would say, if they're a believer, we can't do this without you. We need your blessing. You are our hope. Father, would you heal our nation? Would you heal our hearts in the broken places? Would you heal your church and help us to repent of any sin that we have in our lives? Would you give us mercy in the coming weeks and months in a country that does need healing and revival and so many more things that we could talk about. And may it start with your people. Your people have gathered on this Wednesday night to seek your face and I pray that they be encouraged, filled up, blessed, admonished, um, filled up to go out and fight the good fight of faith. We love you and we ask in Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Blessed is the Nation Whose God is the Lord, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 33. Hey, we'd love to honor you as our listener and put you on our show. Would you call us and leave a short voicemail about why you listen to Walk in Truth? Or any words of encouragement, prayer, or blessing you'd like to say to your fellow listeners? Simply call 844-48-TRUTH and leave a short message. Again, please call today because we would love to highlight our listeners. Call 844-48-TRUTH today. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, this last part of Psalm 33 is so majestic. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Our heart rejoices in Him because we trust in His holy name. Let your loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us. 
according as we have hoped in you. That's like a benediction from a psalm, isn't it? A closing prayer, a cry of our heart. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And then the psalmist shows us how, crying out to God and saying, Lord, oh, work, Lord, in our nation. Work in my heart. Let it start with me and my house that we're going to serve the Lord. Hey, we're so excited that you're listening to Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance. Remember, you can check out all the information about the ministry when you go to walkintruth.com. You can also also download our church app to find out more about the church in Corona. It's Living Truth Christian Fellowship. Look for that red logo with the pillars, and you can download that for free and check out all the stuff going on locally here with the church as well. We'll catch you tomorrow for more in the book of Psalms. God bless you. One more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your financial gift helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. It's all part of our mission to equip you with the truth in the Bible and to help you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Please consider becoming a monthly partner, too, or give a one-time tax-deductible donation. Please visit walkintruth.com and click Donate. That's walkintruth.com. Or... You can write a check and mail your gift to Walk in Truth, P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. That's Walk in Truth, P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 34 called, Oh, Taste and See that the Lord is Good. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.